This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Hello and welcome to the first bonus episode of Series 4. Um, for those of you who have not listened to the podcast before, or those of you who joined us in series three, because we didn't have any bonus episodes for series three, um, let's give you a quick rundown on how bonus episodes work. Uh, bonus episodes are, our um, proving grounds for our characters, help us get some backstory and bring them, uh, to life before we set out on the, uh, podcast episodes proper. Um, it's also a great way for us to either brush up or completely learn how to play the game. Yeah, it's how we kind of make sure that the first episode, we have everything kind of figured out. We know the rules, we know these characters, we know why they're working together, we know how they interplay a little bit, that kind of thing. Um, And we figured, why do session zero and not do it in front of microphones, right? (laughs) Uh, So uh, we always record our session zero, and then... uh, uh, we release it later in the middle of the series as bonus episodes. Um, so you can see a little bit of the backstory that led up to this campaign. So for series four, the bonus episodes are about how Jolly Pot gets his team together. Yes. Um, you may have heard reference to it in a couple of the episodes so far. Um, this episode takes place in the Rinville Inventors Symposium. Rinville is a city in Evanglas, uh, pretty much equal distance between... Uh, the city-state of Aldemir and the capital of Razul. Once a year, they host an inventor symposium where inventors from all across Relusia uh, come and show off their wares. Um, and so each of the player characters, uh, for whatever reason, have decided to attend uh, this symposium this year. And um, obviously, this is where they meet Cornelius Jollypot, either by intention or random happenstance. Um, There's going to be three installments of this Session Zero. Uh, This is part one, uh, and later throughout this series, we will release part two and part three uh, to kind of give you just a little bit extra essential NPCs uh, in between the regular Tuesday broadcasts. Um, But that's enough talking for now. Let's go ahead and uh, listen to the first bonus episode. Enjoy. So the year is... 845 in, uh, in Relusia, and it is time for the uh, 12th annual uh, Rinville Inventors Symposium. Um, so Rinville is a small city about equidistance between uh, Evangelist's capital of Razul and uh, the city-state of Aldemir. Um, both of those heavily industrialized, very, very populous cities. Uh, so Rinville, in a way, became kind of the home away from the city for a lot of people, um, especially because there's a, a high-speed train that goes from Razul to Aldemir, passing through Rinville. A lot of people who live in Rinville will commute to the city for their various uh, business. Every year, uh, Rinville hosts the... Inventors Symposium, where uh, the greatest crafters and scientists from all around uh, the world come to show off their latest creations and discoveries. So, the three of you are all coming for various reasons. 
Rinville is split down the middle by a, uh, a large river. And uh, on the northern side of that river, uh, the city is built up onto an extremely steep and tall hill. Um, and the lower level of the city is very uh, flat. Um, and that is on the southern side of the river. On the northern side, uh, there is a large street that goes straight up, cutting through uh, the buildings, leading directly to a large uh, parliament building that basically looks like a, a like a church in the way that it is steepled, and it's a, it's a little extravagant. And um, all of the uh, people who live like in the ring around the large grounds of parliament um, live in large manor houses and. Uh, Basically, the closer the buildings are to Parliament, the more uh, wealthy and uh, fancy they are. And as you get further away from Parliament, they kind of get a little worse, a little worse. But a little worse on the northern side is still miles better than anything on the southern side. Uh, That's not to say everything uh, on the south side of the river is poor. Um, It is Basically, Rinville's history is that... um, it was the like the home away from home for people who wanted to not live in the big city. So a lot of these uh, houses and homes and buildings uh, were all uh, uh, built on the southern side in, in quick fashion. So uh, a lot of people could live there and then commute easily. Uh, it was supposed to be affordable but nice. Um, and only a few uh, very wealthy people lived on the hill nearby parliament. And then slowly more and more wealthy people started to invest in the land and uh, the wealthier neighborhood grew to kind of encompass the entire hill. And then um, more and more money fell out of the southern location so that it's still somewhat nice, but multiple floods from the river have uh, damaged it a bit. And it's, it's now a little disproportionate in its uh, quality of life to everyone who lives on the northern side. Uh, the symposium is entirely on the northern side, um, and uh, almost all it takes up almost all the buildings that are adjacent to the large road that leads up to Parliament and many of the manors that uh, surround Parliament. Um, basically, the city uh, rents out their large buildings as effectively ex- exhibition halls for the inventors and scientists to set up and uh, show off uh, whatever they came to show off. The lower you get on the hill, uh, the cheaper the access is to the exhibition halls. In fact, um, the nature of the symposium is to try and make it available to people of all income levels. Um, So there is the bronze tier, which is near the base of the hill, uh, which uh, most middle class people can afford. Um, And then there's the silver tier, which is a little bit more expensive. And then there's the gold tier, which is uh, up nearby the top around Parliament. Um, And then there are a couple titanium uh, exhibitors uh, in attendance. And uh, the titanium exhibitors, um, they have very limited access to their exhibition halls because it is in parliament. And um, they also tend to have public displays that anyone can go and attend uh, because their discoveries or inventions are so cutting edge that they want the whole world to see. Um, but if you ever want to talk to them or you know actually see like their inventions up close and stuff like that, uh, you have to pay the extreme premium to get into the titanium level. Barnabas Gunsby? 
Yes. You try to come to the uh, to the Rinville Inventors Symposium whenever you can. Uh, a lot of times your travels don't allow for it. Well, but, I am a busy man. <laughs> but this year in particular, uh, you made sure to carve out the time because uh, this uh, Inventors Symposium is happening a mere two weeks before the Atroposian circuit begins. And you know that the only member of the core delete who didn't who or who hasn't announced a team yet is Cornelius Jollypot, uh, the mind behind the um, uh, international railway as well as many other inventions. So obviously he's going to be here, and you know he's going to be hosting a titanium exhibit. And while you do like to come here to see the new inventions, see the, what weapon augments there are, see what kind of survival gear you can get that's cutting edge. Uh, you in particular want to uh, see if you can find your way to uh, a chat with Cornelius Jollypot, a man who you are not unacquainted with, um, and hopefully uh, see if this year, if this year you can get onto a team with the Atroposian circuit. Oh, I shall. So you arrive by steam barge, uh, on the large river uh, that cuts through Rinville. And uh, you're, you're coming up from a, from a, region, a recent uh, hunting exhibition in um, Zellhost. And uh, you, you come on up the steam barge docks and uh, you uh, set foot on, uh, on Rinville turf. Uh, what do you do? <sighs> Rinville. <laughs> what you, wonders await me this year? You uh, you breathe in a deep smoke, uh, a, a deep breath, and uh, it's thirty percent fresh air, <laughs> uh, and like seventy percent like smog. Uh, smog and steam, and like uh, you know you're you're coming off the steam barge, and uh, uh, as soon as you like get out of the steam barge, the uh, and it starts going away, you notice that like the like loud noise of the barge. Um, isn't uh isn't the only thing that's like kind of deafening around here there's the the city is alive uh you've seen it before the symposium uh there's this street which usually can uh have several carriages uh side to side driving up or down it um plenty of room uh is packed with people walking around and uh slightly thinner than usual because in front of all the different exhibition halls there are several uh vendors who have set up um much like the tiers of the uh, of the exhibition halls, the uh, the vendors uh, become more prestigious as you get higher up the hill. You are at the base of the hill, um, and uh, already people are starting to shout at all the people getting off the barge. Uh, people are saying, you know, stay at this hotel, and 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 shouting out like, you know, I come to this shop. You know, they're trying to hand out like coupons and pamphlets and stuff to try and get people. Uh, to uh, uh, to come and see and their wares and buy them. Um, I sign one of the coupons somebody tries handing me and <laughs> continue walking. <laughs> they look confused. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you walk a little bit and um, uh, you're kind of navigating your way through the crowd. Uh, you find yourself uh, next to uh, one vending uh, booth, kind of near the lowest level. Um, and there's a, a woman there. She seems... Uh, uh, she's a little dirty, um, and uh, this this booth is actually lined with extremely well-made uh, shoes and boots and other footwear. And uh, uh, she shouts out to you like, "Hello, Governor! Fancy you for for uh, shoe shine." Shoe shine? Oh, I guess I should look my best. Of course. 
all right, Jonas. And uh, uh, a little boy like pops out. And he's uh, he's got like uh, shoe polish like on his face and hands. And he's like, yes, mum. Shine this this gentleman's shoes. And uh, he's like, oh, right over here, sir. And uh, uh, gestures for you to like sit down in a little stool nearby him. Uh, he's kind of like behind a wall of like uh, shoes. It's almost as if they tried to make a, a like a nice private area for you to get your shoe shine <laughs> behind their uh, behind their sail wall. All right. Uh, I, I have a seat and. Put my boot up. Uh, you slap your boot up on the thing. He goes, oh, this one's going to be quite a job. <laughs> As he sees all the, like, dirt from mini lands on your uh, on your boots. <laughs> um, yes, I must apologize. I've I've been uh, dirt from many places. <laughs> uh, and he uh, he goes and, like, starts, like, he grabs, like, the, the brush and some stuff. And he's like, fancy for a cuppa. And uh, gestures towards a, uh, a, a steam-powered um, tea maker. How much is the tea? Oh, it's complimentary, sir. Oh. One of the best for our customers. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. Uh, he uh, he pulls like a lever on it and like shoots out like uh, a big like glob of steam and like clanks a few times and starts like pouring a little bit of like uh, hot water onto the tea bag he jump he drops in it um, and he gets to work on your shoes. You shine them up a bit. Uh, it's not actually that great of a shoe shine um it's kind of like spreading your the dirt around more than really picking it up your shoes look better by the end of it but it's not like super professional level and this kid is like 11 <laughs> um I, I hand him a prince and say ah these look much better thank you mr jonas he looks at the prince like wide-eyed and he's like do you, do you need me to break this into dukes for you sir oh no that won't be necessary Thank you for the tea and the shoe shine. Uh, you take a sip of the tea. It's, again, not great. You know, it's like you got like loose leaves in it. It's it's not like the best, but, you know, it's got it's uh, got like, yeah, a hominess. This reminds it. me of the war council <laughs> down south in the jungles. You've been down to the jungles then? Oh, Mr. Jonas, I've been just about everywhere. Oh, well, I, I believe it, given the, the grime on the bottom of your boots. <laughs> yes, I... I always return to Rinville when I can for the Inventors Symposium. Well, I'm happy you decided to stop by our shop. And he, uh, he j like, wipes his hand clean a little bit and then, like, reaches his hand out. Uh, he's like, Jonas Cole, nice to meet you, sir. Barnabas Gunsby, pleasure doing business with you, Mr. Jonas. Uh, he shakes your hand and, uh, pleasure's all mine, sir. And uh, he, he, like, uh, you know, pulls the, like, uh, curtain away to, like, lead you out from the behind the wall. He's like, and, uh... Uh, should you need uh, another pair of uh, of shoes or boots, my my mother can uh, can tailor them for you and have uh, uh, have them custom made by the end of the symposium. I may look into that. Thank you, Mr. Jonas. But you said the boots are really well made, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. The craftsmanship on the actual footwear is great. Uh, how much do boots typically cost? Uh, boots will cost you about two dukes. Oh, perhaps I shall have a pair of these finely crafted boots tailored for me, especially since I'm about to embark on the Anthroposian circuit. You've been chosen for the Anthroposian circuit? Not yet. That's a bit presumptuous of you, isn't it? <laughs> Not at all. I'm quite confident in my capabilities. Well, if you make it into the circuit, I'll be rooting for you. I'll remember the name Barnabas Gunsby. I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, I'll uh, think I'll take a pair of those boots. They look very finely made. Right, do you want Great. do you want these ones in particular? Would you like my mom to make some custom for you? Uh, she can size you up and have have them perfectly fit for you. Oh, that would be perfect. Thank you. 
All right. Uh, mom, mom, uh, I've got a buyer here. And uh, she comes over and uh, she comes over. She was like, you know, over like a uh, like a sewing machine of sorts. And um, uh, she comes up and she uh, wipes her hand clean and goes, oh, nice to meet you. I'm Minnie. Nice to meet you, Miss Minnie. I'm Barnabas Gunsby. I would like to uh, have a pair of boots tailored for me. Uh, of course, over here. And she uh, sits you down, sizes you up. Um, and uh, Jonas comes over and he's like, Mom, he's going to be on the Atroposian circuit. And she goes, on the Atroposian circuit? <laughs> Which team are you going to be running with? Well, I'm hoping to be running with Mr. Jollypot's team. Oh, so you haven't been picked yet? That's correct. Uh, that's a bit presumptuous, isn't it? <laughs> Perhaps. But I'm quite confident in my capabilities. <laughs> Mom, mom, look! He tipped me for my for my shoe shine. Check it out. And uh, he hold, she hold, um, Jonas holds up the prints, and and she goes, oh, put that away, and like you know, like sh- like cups it in her hand and like closes it. And she goes, sir, sir, do you, did he take this from you? No, I uh, I was tipping him for the wonderful tea and shoe shine. And he's uh, a, he's uh, quite the gentleman, Mister Jonas. And and she kind of looks and and Jonas kind of puffs off his chest. He's like, "Mr. Gunsby says I'm a gentleman." <laughs> and uh, she t- she tucks the prince away uh, into her uh, corset, and then um, uh, she goes, "Mr. Gunsby, these shoes are on the house." Oh, well, thank you very much. We'll take them out of the price of your tip. And she like looks at Jonas with like you know like a little bit of pride and a little bit of like cheek. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, she sizes you up. Um, she shakes your hand and gives you a kiss on the cheek. She's like, thank you so much for your generosity, Mr. Gunsby. Oh, it, think, nothing, think nothing of it. It's, uh, he's a hard-working young man, and I respect that. I'll have these shoes uh, done up for you uh, immediately. They'll be done by tomorrow morning. I appreciate that. Thank you. I shall return. Uh, she shakes her hand again, um, calls her husband over, uh, he introduces himself as Alan. He he shakes your hand, uh, <laughs> and um, they they like watch you go, and they look like a little confused and like talking to each other. And Alan's like a whole prince, <laughs> and uh, I go walking away with my newly shined kind of shoes. Yeah, you you start walking, uh, and you you're climbing up the hill. It's a little bit of a, a it, like I said, it is a it is a little bit of a steep hill, but. Uh, oh, oh you, this isn't even the largest mountain I've climbed. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> and you're you're climbing up, uh, and uh, you're getting kind of closer towards the top without any event. Um, and you're getting towards the uh, the uh, upper level um, airship dock that is nearby Parliament, and you see a very fancy, uh, by uh, no doubt Dalvosian uh, Farishta maid. Uh, airship uh, coasting in and parking uh, amongst all the other airships, but this one doesn't seem to be... It's almost like a pleasure barge <laughs> uh, that kind of, like, rolls in. Um, and Talia. Yes. Uh, your airship docks. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, your uh, your quarters, there's a little uh, knock. It'll... Hello. Come in. Uh, door opens, and uh, one of your uh, gnome... Uh, servants walks in. Yeah, his name's Lucian. Lucian? Yeah. And uh, he goes, uh, Milady, we have arrived at Rinville. Oh, absolutely fantastic. How exciting, Lucian. Have you looked, have you gone up above on the on the deck yet? Have you looked out? Have you seen it? Does it look different? 
I've been to Rinville before, milady. Oh, how exciting. All right, do I need to pa- unpack? You, you're going to get everything right. Okay. Uh, Clement, Clement has all of your luggage. All my uh, luggage. On all the deck. Six, six cases and then the, the inventor's case. Yes, milady. Yes. Good. Yes. And and um we will bring them to the uh to the hotel your mother has uh, arranged for you? Yes? Um, yes. Um no, I the inventor's bag is is going to come with me. Oh, I'll let Clement know to Actually, just um he could just yes, no, it should go with him. I I just need to take some things out. I packed wrong. Sorry. Can you bring it back? Of, of course, milady. Of course. Uh, and he, he goes <laughs> running up, and then uh, uh, as you're like you know collecting yourself and getting all your things out of your your quarters, um, an elf uh, comes around the corner. You recognize him as Clement, one of your other servants. Clement, darling, excellent. Do and, you have uh, my bag? He he's brought the entire inventor's case uh, with him, and he sets it down. Oh, perfect. Would oh, there be wait. anything else, milady? Um. I just need to grab a few things out and I grab um, my mechanical wings that aren't working yet and my messenger ball that's almost finished and my portable that's mostly knocking things down <laughs> and I put them in my bag and I spin up the um, the graviton um, ball uh, orb on the... Um, so, so it doesn't make it incredibly heavy to carry myself um, on the on the pack on the on the pack. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, it, it actually like counterbalances all the weight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Feels like I'm carrying nothing. <laughs> and uh, uh, he he nods and then like closes up the case with whatever's left in it. All the you know the. And I take a, a wrench just in case. <laughs> a spanner. I take a spanner just in case. <laughs> and he uh, uh, he collects it and uh, he goes, "Would there be anything else, my lady?" Um, do you know who has my pass? My pass? My passes? Tickets? What do you have? What do they? Is it like a I, thing? A badge? I understand. Uh, Lucin is uh, uh, in possession of your pass. Oh, how exciting. I'm going to go find him. He just was here. I wonder why he didn't give it to me. That's all I'm, right. I'm right out here, my lady. Oh, and he, uh, he comes around uh, the doorway. The airship uh, does have another destination. Uh, they are politely requesting that we, we proceed on uh, oh. to the... They'll be back to pick us up by the end of the symposium. I am sad to leave. It's so exciting being up in the air. Of but, course, my lady. But, yes, okay, um, right... Let's go. Are you coming with me? You're coming with me, right? Yes, we're, we're in a... Are you uh, going to stay at the hotel so I can be all by myself? Uh, we, we are going to be in the room next door. Ready if you ever need us. Oh, good. Uh, and uh, he leads you up to the deck. Um, I follow. Him and Clement, uh, like, Clement has all of your luggage on, like, a rack, and he wheels it down. Um, uh, Lucian uh, pays the captain of the vessel, um, and... Uh, Who I thank... Profusely, uh, he's for his excellent service. Our pleasure, milady. Our pleasure entirely. Thank you. It's it's always a it's it's always a privilege to transport a virtue, and uh, he kisses your hand. Oh, how lovely! <laughs> I've had such a wonderful time. I can't wait to see you again. Uh, we'll be back in two days' time. Perfect. I we will see you then, ready and raring to go back to Dalvosia. Of course, my lady. And uh, uh, you get off the you you get off the ship. It uh, it continues on. Clement um, 
seems to be having a little bit of trouble like navigating the cart around. Uh, like one of the like wheels seems to like kind of like be buckling under the weight of some oh, of the luggage. Oh, I can fix that. <laughs> I'll just hold on, Clement, just a second. I'd like to just if we just touch that there and um, lift lift it up just a little bit. Perfect. Okay. Clement easily lifts up the <laughs> the weight of everything. And I um, just uh, realign the ball bearings and, and and tighten it a little bit. And sure, roll science for me. Sure, it's exciting. First roll, thirteen. That's a tier two success. So you successfully realign the ball bearings. Uh, the wheel does seem to be turning uh, a little bit better. You kind of like managed to get it working. Um, it still seems a little bit like the weight of the of the luggage is kind of making it hard to like control. But at least the wheel is like actually turning now because uh, you fixed the malfunction. Um, and um, as you're finishing up, uh, Lucian comes up to you and he's like, uh, "Milady, um, if it, if it pleases you." Oh, we can see to bringing your luggage to the, uh, uh, we can see yes, to bring... Yes, you should go ahead. Uh, do you need either no. one of us to accompany you? I mean, n- no, um, <laughs> you, uh, you're on your leisure. Thank you, my After lady. After you deliver my things and get settled and make sure everything's squared away, then take some time and I'll be around here by myself. All right, you know how to reach us if you need us. Yes, I do. I have. I will fix my messenger sphere and I will send it to you. We'll order food up to your hotel suite. Uh, for... Oh, get um, get Evanglassian like delicacies, like things I wouldn't have in Dalvosia, things I've never had before. Uh, of course, my lady. Oh, uh, exciting. And uh, exciting. They they go to take like uh, the like service elevator down mm-hmm. uh, and you can take the main elevator down to the ground. I do. All right. You enter the elevator alone. Can I see all the clockworks inside? Yeah. Yeah. It's all exposed mechanisms. I look at it. <laughs> and uh, it carries you down to the ground floor and uh, you step out. It's not as elegant as in Delvozia, but it's very nice and very interesting. I wonder why they put that cork there. Don't know. <laughs> Just swirling around. It doesn't seem to be doing anything. <laughs> as you enter the uh, lobby of the Skyport and you start walking towards the door, uh, someone uh, yells, Vecchi Nazari! Vecchi Nazari! And... Uh, I look to see who it is. Uh, a, like, relatively young, I mean, like, you know, late teens, uh human wearing like a, a, a cap and like a uniform uh, runs up and he's holding a package in his hand. Uh, and he's like, uh, this arrived for you earlier this morning. Uh, I was told to keep an eye out so I could deliver it to you directly. And he, oh, he thank you. About, Do you know uh, who's from? Is there a note or a th- uh, on top of, so it's like a, it's like a long box, okay. uh, like kind of wrapped, uh, in like a silvery bow. Um, so and, uh, Pinned to the bow uh, is a letter that um, says uh, Talia on it, and you recognize the handwriting as your brother's handwriting. Oh, will you just hold on to that for me while I... It's not too heavy, right? I will just read the letter. Uh, Of course. And he kind of stands there awkwardly holding, like, this box, like, I was just going to give it to her. I I open Ashron's letter. All right. Uh, It reads, My dearest Talia... I hope this letter finds you well and that your first trip out of Dalvosia was without incident. 
In your latest letter to me, you shared that Virtue Nazari finally gave in to your pleas to be given leave to travel to the Inventor's Symposium. A result I could have informed her was inevitable, as uh, few in this world f rival you and your relentless tenacity when it comes to getting what you want. I want you to know your letter filled me with an even mix of pride and jealousy. I've always known you were bound for greater things outside of our position. When you were born, I believe uh, I was the only person in Davosia, elate, uh, Davosia, elated to see no wings on your back. Even at a young age, I knew, uh, I knew that made you free to escape the stifling world of privilege our society forces on us. The past decades since you were adopted by the Nazaris, I have watched as your creativity and passion have grown, qualities I know firsthand would, not, would have difficulty thriving in the day society. It was only a matter of time before we realized there was more to our world than the ivory towers of the royal Farishta, day and night society alike. I envy your freedom, and hope this trip is the first step in many to truly discovering who you are without the influence of your royal position. Remember when we would play pirates and constables together? Even after mother and father found the wooden swords under our bed and forbade us from such foolish behavior, you insisted on continuing to play with make-believe blades. That's when I first noticed your resilient optimism, your ability to remain smiling and steadfast despite whatever setbacks and restrictions the world laid in your path. I couldn't have asked for a more inspiring sister, and I felt compelled to commemorate your first day setting foot on non-Dalvosian soil with a gift. May it bring you freedom and good fortune in days to come. Your loving brother, Asheron Rahan. I fold up the letter and I'm very excited and I don't pick the package up and I open it with the box. <laughs> the, the, the human boy is like, oh, okay, sure, I'll just hold this for you. And he uh, Thank you. unwittingly is presenting you uh, with the finest blade you have ever seen. Uh, it is a, uh, a saber, both ornate and functional in its design. The, design, the handguard is extremely intricate uh, brass. Um, and there are brass rings wrapped around the leather of the handle, basically to land perfectly in between each of your fingers. Um, and the blade is sharpened to the finest point and extremely clean. And, uh, and it has a scabbard and a belt perfectly fit for you. I put it on and I thank the boy. And do I, don't, do I have money? You have money. I have money on me. All right. You have a few princes. Oh, yes. I forgot that I need to carry. I do carry it when you go out. And <laughs> I take some and I hand him one of the silver ones. And, the <laughs> <laughs> and then I put it on and I say, thank you, sir. And walk away. Uh, leaving the box. <laughs> <laughs> he sits there still confused. The box is sitting there with the coin in it. Uh, you have given him a duke. So, uh, <laughs> Excellent. Uh, go ahead and break one of your princes into nine dukes. <laughs> I will do that. And, uh, yeah, you, uh, walk through the, it's somewhat crowded, uh, lobby of the skyport as people are hustling and bustling around. Um, and you, Push open the doors uh, leading out. The sunlight hits you. Very much like, you know, Disney princess-esque. Right. You, you push <laughs> in. The wind blows in your hair. You smell the smell of a foreign land. It's, it's about 30%. It's about 30% <laughs> fresh air. <laughs> and uh, 
you you kind of like look around the architecture. First of all, you're on the ground, and the architect you're not in a it's tower. Very exciting. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the architecture is unlike anything you've seen personally. You have been educated. You know what human architecture looks like, but you've never seen it in person. Uh, and uh, and you see the the uh, the parliament building there to your left. Um, with a, a beautiful grounds with a fountain and gardens and and uh, look at how much sky there is. <laughs> yeah, there's there's like barely any obstructions to the sky. It's amazing. <laughs> you can see all the clouds. I wish I was up there. Uh, <laughs> if only my wings worked. I could uh, find somebody for that. And um, as you're sitting there surveying it, um, someone gets right up in your face. Uh, it is a human with a, like kind of a, a like scraggly dark beard uh, and a little bit like dirty looking uh, like uh, shaggy hair. Uh, and he goes, "Hello, lovely one of my uh, one of one of my clockwork hummingbirds." And he uh, holds up his hand, and uh, a well-made uh, clockwork hummingbird kind of like hovers above his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he moves his hand, it hovers with his hand. And he goes, it can be yours for free if you just beat me in a battle of wits. What do I have to give you if I lose? Two princes. No. One prince. No. Five dukes. Okay. <laughs> All right, we have a taker. <laughs> uh, and he, uh, he closes his hand around the, the hummingbird. Oh, don't do that. You're going to just... Uh, and uh, uh, he doesn't close it like clench. He like just closes it and it, and it, and it folds up inside his hand as he closes oh, it. Oh, that's exciting. Um, and uh, he goes, just this way, my dear. And uh, he hooks his arm out for you. I do not. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, he, and he like goes, see yourself. And uh, walks uh, down to where he has set up some kind of like stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he steps behind it and uh, pulls out uh, three brass cups. Mm-hmm. And uh, lays down the um, the hummingbird. As soon as he lets it out of his hand, it unfolds and hovers above the table. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Now all you have to do is tell me which cup the hummingbird's in." And uh, he puts the cup over the hummingbird, mm-hmm. and uh, he starts sliding around, not breaking eye contact with you. Oh, I'm not looking at him. I'm all looking right. at cups, <laughs> obviously. Uh, and he's he's sliding around, uh, inter- interposing their positions. He's like. Where's the hummingbird? Who knows? Is it here? And he lifts it up, and there's the hummingbird there, and he closes it and swings it around a little bit, and he's like, oh, is it here? And it's not there in that cup, and he closes it up and spins it around. He's like, all you have to do is find the hummingbird, and it's yours for free, pretty lady. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, he's shifting them all around. I need you to roll uh, cunning for me. Is this with people? Uh, yes. You are interacting with a person. Tier two. All right, uh, tier two success. You, uh, he's shifting it around. You almost lose it because um, he does like a little bit of a like uh, optical illusion where he puts both cups uh, aligned with each other and then makes it seem like the momentum of the cup in his right hand continues towards the left. But in fact, he just pulls the left one back uh, so that you would lose it and be following the wrong cup. Uh, and he finishes shuffling him around and he sets it and he goes, all right, lovely. Which one do you think it is? And you think it's the one on the right. Do I think that he'll be very sad because it's his only hummingbird? Uh, you think this guy probably has more hummingbirds. <laughs> okay. I think it's the one on the right. 
uh, he he sits there, he grins, and he goes, all right, one on the right. Is this the right one? Let's see if you're right. And he uh, lifts up uh, the cup, and there's nothing underneath it. Oh, which one is it? And I lift up the cups. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you go to lift up the cups, he, uh, he uh, snatches them. Do uh, not do that. Uh, you can try and, and pull them before he gets a yes, chance to. Yes, of course. <laughs> he didn't expect me to do that. He doesn't know. What do I do? Is that dexterity? Or no, we're going to call it accuracy. Accuracy. Yeah, he's going to try and evade, and you're going to try to... Um, tier three. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, he, he, he's sitting there, he's holding one cup up like, sorry, love, and you go like, which one is it? And you grab the other two before he has a chance to even like swipe his arm to try and like hold them to his person. You lift up the other two cups, there's no hummingbird underneath there too. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, oh, it just fell down here. And he, uh, he ducks down under his uh, thing and then comes up with a hummingbird. Bad form. <laughs> he goes, no, it was in, it was in the middle cup. Uh, you no, just... you're lying. That's such bad form. Oh, this was going to be so much fun. Uh, and, uh, I'm quite upset. <laughs> Sorry, lovely, you agreed to the deal. Battle of wits. No, and, uh, it's not a battle of wits. You cheated. I shall go tell someone right now. Uh, he goes, no, 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 you don't need to do that. Um, would you like to see how it works? How often, yes. does a, how often does a magician let you see behind his... Uh... I would like to see. Could I also pay you for one of your hummingbirds? Of course, five dukes. No, that was that was for me beating you. I was going to get it for free. Otherwise, so... you have to pay five dukes. No, but you you it's a negotiation, and I'm quite good at that. So I will pay you... Two dukes and you will show me or else I shall go find someone and tell everyone that I see that you are a cheater. All right, two dukes. <laughs> and he puts his hand out. He's like, money first. Money first? Money first and you get to see the trick. You get to see how it show works. Show me the trick and then I shall pay you the dukes for the hummingbird. And he kind of leans over a little bit too close. I told he... you I'm quite good at this. Please keep your distance. <laughs> he leans over a little bit too close and goes, hey, you wouldn't lie to me, would you, love? Lie to you about what? He looks at your clothes. He's like, you got fancy clothes, but maybe you ain't got any spending money and you were just hoping to get something for free, eh? No. You were going to show it to me regardless of giving me a hummingbird or not. It's two separate transactions, my friend. He kind of scowls a little bit and goes, you ain't going to tell nobody now. Why would I tell anyone? Uh, he goes, you are right. It was in the right cup. And he presses a little button on the bottom of the cup, and uh, the there's a false bottom inside the cup that turns, and the hummingbird whoop, full, uh, flies out and hovers above the table. Oh, that's brilliant. Can I look at that cup? Are you going to take it? No. Three dukes? Three dukes to look at a cup. No, three dukes total. One duke on top of the, uh, on top of the two dukes you are going to pay me for the hummingbird. Why? As an inventor's symposium, I invented this. I don't believe that you did. You're going to, you're going to, you don't even have to buy a pass to see my uh, invention. How did you get up here? What, what are you talking about? I belong up here. And he like, kind of like, he's got like (laughs) what could be nice, fancy clothes, but are probably like not secondhand, like 20th hand. (laughs) Uh, So like, he like probably bought it like in an antique shop. He's got like a big, like gross lapel, like uh, flower. Uh, And he's like. I belong up here, up here on the on the gold lever. I'm going to pretend that you're not lying to me again. <laughs> you're just going to let me look at your cup. Look at my cup. 
And then get out of here. With the, pay your pay your money and get your get your hummingbird. It's your hummingbird. Thank you. Here's your money. And then he takes the money and he. And he uh, uh, can, can I look at the cup and like figure it out? Yeah. Yeah. So exciting! Yeah, you you understand how it works. It's just it's like a simple mechanism. Uh, the the bottom is very like basically it's it it's like seamless. two false bottoms basically one on the inside and one on the outside because the outside one is a button, um, and then the inside one opens up and lets the hummingbird fly up. Is and, it magnetic? Yes, it, it sucks the it sucks the hummingbird up. That's so exciting! I think I'm going to create these and 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 show everyone in Dalvosia. And he takes it and he, and uh, he's like kind of like mumbling himself, and then you hear. Thank you so much. This has been quite fun. Yeah. Movie, is that you? And uh, he goes, oh, lovely chat and love. And uh, he like grabs up his, like somehow his like stand that he's made is in a, uh, constructed in a way that he can just like grab a handle and pull it up and it closes all in on itself. And it's like a big case. Sure. And uh, he goes running down the hill, <laughs> <laughs> almost falling because it's so steep. And he's like, and he's like, stop that man. And uh, the constable goes <laughs> running after him. Oh, this is very exciting. <laughs> Um, I would like to look at my hummingbird and fix whatever problem I assume it has. Uh, it's actually well crafted. Oh, really? Uh, oh, that's exciting. Can it can it hover on my on my shoulder? Yeah, and you realize it has like kind of a, a slight graviton uh, sphere uh, built into the bottom of it that uh, makes it hover above like about three inches above whatever surface it's put on, and then it just has a clockwork mechanism that makes the wings flap and everything, so it looks live like. Um, but then, as it also is designed um, that uh, if if you uh, uh, like touch it, it immediately the graviton sphere's uh, rotation slows enough that it um, basically deactivates the anti gravity and just makes it like a normal thing, mm-hmm. and uh, the clockwork stop and close up, um, which indicates some kind of like I wonder if this pulse detector built into wings. it or something. Huh. Uh, I'm going to study this later. And so you put it up on your shoulder. Yes, of course. And uh, uh, it's very cute. Uh, Barnabas, uh, you're coming up towards the top of the, uh, the hill and, uh, a man, uh, bumps into you running by with a really large case. He's like, oh, sorry. Uh, and, uh, I need you to roll cunning for me. Um, okay. So 11. That is a tier two success. So, uh, you notice as this guy tries to, uh, as he's bumping into you, he, uh, tries to slip his hand into your pocket and pull out some money. I grab his hand. Uh, he, uh, immediately like lets go and he's like, can't blame a, uh, can't blame a fella for trying. How about you let go and we kind of call this even, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, chap. I'm afraid that's not how this is going to play out. Oh, come on, governor. And you hear, Ned Mulvey, where are you? And uh, you, you see like over the, over the like crowd, like the, the, the pointed hat of the constable trying to find his way through the crowd. He's like, ah. Hate to be that Ned Mulvey fella, eh? <laughs> Over here, constable. Oh, come on, governor. Give a man a break. <laughs> First a hoity-toity forester, now you. <laughs> well, maybe next time don't try to steal from Barnabas Gunsby. Who the fuck? Was well, that supposed to mean something to me? <laughs> and uh, the uh, constable <laughs> comes up and he's like, oh, thank you, sir. Uh, and he uh, shackles. Uh, Ned, and he's like, oh, I'll take that, and he takes the case away from me. He's like, that's the third time today you've stuck your way up to the gold level. You know the rules. You stay down there in the bronze where you belong. I belong in the gold. I just don't have the money for it. <laughs> uh, and he goes, oh, thank you, sir, and uh, nods to nods to you and starts leading Ned Mulvey away. I tip my hat and continue on my way. 
Meanwhile, uh, Zeke, you are uh, flying your um, commercial route in your Zeppelin uh, to uh, set port at Rinville uh, to disembark and be replaced by somebody else who will continue your route for you, uh, as you have been commissioned by the High Flyers uh, to um, be a pilot in a non-lethal duel as part of uh, an exhibit for none other than the influential and extremely wealthy Cornelius Jollypot. Who? <laughs> um, so uh, you've been given instructions. You know who he is. <laughs> uh, you've, you've been given instructions uh, on um, uh, where to go from the Skyport. You have uh, very limited access uh, to the Inventors Fair, you do have um, bronze level access uh, to everything like at the base of the hill, um, and then you have like a small caveat in your past that says like you can go to Parliament uh, and meet with Jollypot, and he will give you the instructions on uh, on what you're to be doing for him as part of his exhibit. Well, all right then. You uh, you were told to check in with him uh, when you got here, but the exhibit uh, doesn't actually happen until tomorrow morning. Well, I guess I'll land the Zeppelin then. All right. They basically land themselves. <laughs> you coast on in slowly towards the uh, skyport. And, and then I, I hit the brakes at the appropriate time. And it happens. <laughs> uh, they basically <laughs> land themselves. <laughs> uh, the uh, Your replacement comes in, tips his hat to you. I tip my hat to him. <laughs> he uh, takes control of your Zeppelin. Uh, you step out, um, and you can work your way down to the ground floor if you like. Yeah, I guess I start heading towards the uh, the Parliament building. Cool. Talia, you're kind of standing there. You saw the man run off. Um, the doors open to the uh, Skyport, and a gnome walks out. Uh, he has now an unbuttoned uniform of, of like a normal, like Zeppelin United taxi Airlines. service. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, and he's got a, a, a large red scarf. Oh, that's very stylish. Um, and, uh, shiny, uh, glasses and he's got, uh, dark, dark skin. Mm, um, how interesting. Uh, you, you probably recognize that as someone of Paldoran descent. I do. Um, and, uh, he Wait, walks out. Why? Um, how would I do that? How would you know that? What, do they have royalty? Is it a, no, they don't have royalty. I, and I mean, there are some that like got away from like being pirates and like actually like right. made, made lives for sure. themselves. Um, How remarkable. And uh, he walks by. He looks confused or no. They said go up the hill. So you're at the top of the hill. Look for the tallest building. There is a large building in uh, in the center of uh, large grounds. You think that might be the parliament building. Yeah, I can figure out a city. I flew one for a while. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, he goes heading towards Parliament. Oh, I skip up to him. Oh, okay. So a uh, uh, Farishta in uh, kind of fine clothing, uh, like a corset, a blouse, and uh, jodhpurs, and uh, some boots, uh, and a very fine sword, um, uh, skips up next to you. Uh, she's got kind of a, a chestnut-colored skin and uh, dark hair. Hello. Hi. I'm going this way, too. Would you like to walk together? I'm not used to being alone. Well, I am, but not outside. It's very exciting. Okay. Sure. Talia Nazari. I'm Zeke. Hi, Zeke. Pleasure to meet you. You have a last name, right? That's a gnome thing. I think that's just a people thing. Sure. 
It's Quaglin. Quaglin? <laughs> How exciting. Well, I mean, I've had it for a while, so I guess. It might not be exciting to you, I suppose. That's true. <laughs> I just, I'm meeting all these new people. I met the man who made, would you like to see my hummingbird? Right, well, uh, okay. <laughs> she holds down a hummingbird, uh, which to you is rather large. Not like super large, but. Uh, it's like a regular bird. It's like a regular sized bird almost. <laughs> I caught a man cheating, and so he gave me that. Well, I paid for it. You got gypped. It's, no, it's it very well made. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is. Trust me. Are you an inventor? No. I, no, you're a pilot. I can tell by the clothing. Yes, I, I fly. <laughs> I, I like flying too. It feels okay. natural up there, isn't it? Uh, as you guys are walking... Um, <laughs> Uh, as you guys are walking, uh, someone else crosses uh, your path, um, uh, not heading directly towards Parliament, but uh, uh, crosses by you, and um, you, Talia, recognize him as, I mean, you don't, maybe you don't recognize him because you've never seen him before, but by description, you think that might be Barnabas Gunsby? <gasps> The famous explorer? <clears throat> uh, well, the famous author who likes to write fiction about explorers. Right. <laughs> I gasp audibly, and I put my hand out in front of Zeke to stop him. And I go, oh, do you see that? Do you see that man? That's Barnabas Gunsby, I think. Do you th- have you seen it? <gasps> uh, Barnabas, go ahead and roll cunning to notice your name being shouted. <laughs> <laughs> I've read all of his books. And they're amazing. It's like he was actually there. Can I, <laughs> I have a question. Can I have read and believe his books as nonfiction? Uh, you, I don't know if you've read all of them. But, like, can but I? Yeah, well, not you, all might of be, them. you might be aware of them because uh, you are part of the High Flyer Society. So maybe, like, they have, like, a couple, like, in their, like, mm-hmm. in one of their, like, studies or something that, like, has, like, a couple of his books. And you've been like, huh. <laughs> but, like, could I, could I believe them as his books? Like, cause he tells everyone like, yeah, I was there. I did this. Yeah. Can I believe him? Can you believe that he was there? Yeah. Like, would that be like completely outlandish to believe that these are works of nonfiction? Um, it, it is not the common thought. Most people assume that these are all fiction and whenever he tells them otherwise, they think he's playing a character. Mm-hmm. Zeke believes him. Okay. <laughs> I got 15. Yeah. You, you, you hear... Barnabas Gunsby. Barnabas Gunsby. and turn towards there, <laughs> towards where I hear it from, and I yell, why, yes, I am. <laughs> walk towards her. He writes the most amazing novels. It's like he's actually there. He knows his characters so well. I mean, he's coming this way. Well, right, because it's nonfiction. <laughs> don't, don't be silly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I move your hand out of my face. I, <laughs> I see you're a fan of my books, young lady. Yes. Hello, I'm Talia Nassari, and you're Barnabas Gunsby, and I've read all of your books, and I don't have any with me. They're all back in my steamer trunks at the hotel. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a shame. That's all right. Could, um, and- I have a journal. Will you sign my journal? It's not quite the same. What, could you spend all day with me until I go back to the hotel and I can get a book and then you can sign it? I, it will be a little annoying because I've got to go all the way to meet 
some inventors so they can help me with my wings because otherwise they won't work because of anyway the hydraulics are all messed up and i thought maybe this hummingbird would help but anyway uh, so if you could uh, you would you spend the day with me with that could you do that uh-huh uh well miss nazari I, as wonderful as that sounds i actually have some business i need to attend to you see i wish to partake in the anthroposian circuit oh that's I exciting I need to speak with Mr. Cornelius Jollypot to oh, do so. Oh, I've got an appointment with him later today. You could come with me. I would love to spend all day with you. <laughs> Lovely. And this is my friend, Zeke. Ah, He's a Mr. pilot. Zeke, pleasure to meet you. Yeah. Oh, a pilot. You must have some interesting stories as well. He's Baldoran. <laughs> I, not- I noticed. Thank you. <laughs> This is a weird town. <laughs> is it? I've never been in a human town before. Okay, maybe it's not a weird town. <laughs> so, Mr. Gunsby, my appointment with with, with Mr. Jollypot is just in a, in in just a little while. Um, I'm sure I could arrange to get you um, titanium level access um, uh, for the day. It shouldn't cost too much, I think. And we can just charge it to my mother and and then we can spend the whole... And you could tell me how you get the inspiration for your stories. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> no, no, he's a, he's a novelist. He's a fiction oh. writer. Uh, well, well, Miss Nazari, you see, I actually was there. I was... I was chronicling my various oh, look, adventures. Oh, he's playing his character. That's so exciting. <laughs> character? Yeah. This is this uh, is not unusual behavior <laughs> for you, Barnabas. This is why you're so hell bent on joining the Atroposian circuit. Almost everyone who is like oh, an actual fan of your books thinks that you walk around the world playing the character of Barnabas Gunsby. <laughs> uh, right. Well, the thing is, I actually went on all those adventures, and I wish to. Be a part of the Anthroposian circuit to prove that I am, in fact, who I say I am and not a, a character. So your next book is about the Atroposian circuit that's going, oh, I can't wait to tell my friends. <laughs> it's going to be so exciting. Oh, oh, that's why you want to be Jolly Pot, because you need to meet him so you can accurately portray him so in your I novels. Can be on the, so I can yes, be on the team. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I understand. That's perfect. I'm so happy. I'm so happy to absolutely... Yes, let's go. We'll be a bit early. I'm sure it won't be an inconvenience at all. And you're heading there anyway, right? Miss... Yeah. Mr. Yeah, yes. I have to... I have to talk to a guy. <laughs> That's exciting too. Okay, Not let's all really. go together. <laughs> I've made new friends already, I say to myself. <laughs> uh, so you guys go walking up to Parliament? <laughs> Barnabas is a little less spring in his step after hearing that he's a fiction author again. Yeah, you can't get away from it. And I'm too short for you to have heard that I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you guys go walking up to Parliament. Um, your passes are like uh, little badges with symbols on them, which is uh, basically yours is very simple, uh, Talia. It, it is just like a all-access badge. <laughs> um, Zeke's, yours is... Lots of fine print. Yours is, yeah, bronze with like three different symbols on it and like uh, like a line that like has been like engraved to say like Jolly Pot, but it's small enough and it's on a small gnome that... No one's noticed it yet. <laughs> um, and uh, Barnabas, you have a, a little silver badge, nothing fancy. 
And uh, you guys walk up, and um, there's basically a gate around the grounds of Parliament, uh, and there's two guards there. They're like, passes, please. Oh. Why, yes, I am Barnabas Gunsby. <laughs> <laughs> um, sir, you're uh, not allowed up here on the where the... Uh, we're on the golden level. You're only allowed on the silver level. I mean, you can see the city. You're not restricted from any, uh, but you can't access any of the uh, symposium up here. Oh, um, I was wondering if I could upgrade his pass. Is that a thing? Uh, meanwhile, the other guard is like crouched down looking <laughs> at Zeke's and he goes. It says I'm allowed to be here. He goes, uh, <laughs> and he goes uh, yes, I just need to get uh, someone to escort you directly to the quarters you're allowed to be in. Sure. Could uh, I- Oh my, there's and, two different conversations going on at once. And uh, the guard who was talking to Zeke uh, goes through the gate to go fetch somebody. Uh, and then the original guard um, uh, turns to you, Talia, and goes, uh, I don't have that access. You'd have to talk to one of the uh, one of the organizers, one of the lords. Uh, Could you fetch them for me, please? I don't really have the pull to call in lords and ladies to... Oh, just tell them Virtue, Talia, and Azari is asking to see them from Dalvosia. I could give you access. Oh, do I have to go in there and bring someone out? I have to, I have to do the work myself that you could absolutely do. Is that a thing? Roll. How terrible. Cunning, if you want to. I'm not trying to. Okay. okay. I just am sort of talking out loud and complaining <laughs> in a very nice way. He goes, um, I'm sorry, sir. And he like nods to Barnabas and he goes, uh, The lady's allowed in. You're not, but maybe she can uh, uh, use her pole to uh, get Stay you a pass. Stay right here. I shall be back very shortly. It's. It's silly red tape that they usually just let me walk all the way through. But apparently you're, you, I can't hear. I don't really no like. No problem, Miss. Sorry. I will wait right here. Okay. And then, oh, do you have a copy of your book? Maybe you could sign it for me while I'm gone because it won't be that long. I don't actually carry my books on me. Um, uh, I have to well, save room in my pack for, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love this character. <laughs> All right, I'll be right back. Come on, Zeke. I'm I'm waiting. I I'm allowed to go to like two rooms, and they won't let me just walk in. Uh, at this point, the guard does come back with a with a third guard. Who uh, uh, he uh, he gestures to to the third guard. Uh, this is Christina Sanot. She will escort you to where you're allowed to go, sir. Sanot. Sanot. Uh, well, Miss Sanot, it's nice to meet you. Perfect. We can all go together and then you can show me where I need to talk to someone because I need to talk to someone to upgrade a badge. Can you do that for me just now? Or you could just go fetch someone. We should go now. <laughs> uh, just this way, she says, uh, and she starts uh, walking back to Parliament. All right, Mr. Gunsby, just stay right there. Of course, Miss Nazari. Uh, the two guards are back at their post, kind of just standing there awkwardly with you, Barnabas. Like, so, <laughs> this is your first time at the symposium. No, we, we live here. We work for Parliament. We're the guards at Parliament. Ah, you get to see many of the exhibits. No, we usually have to work the gates. Sometimes we see oh. a couple things, but it's not really my cup of tea. <laughs> oh, but there's so many wonders to behold. The miracles of science. Eh, most of this stuff's just for people with too much money anyways. You don't need... Hover boots? Who needs hover boots? It doesn't. What's the functional purpose of hover boots? It doesn't make any sense. I'm with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean to tell me you've never been hover boot skiing? What? 
<laughs> uh, Barnabas regales them yeah. with the tale of the you, time he went hover boot skiing. Yeah. On uh, you some begin a, a tale that has no end. <laughs> um, uh, Zeke and Talia, you guys enter uh, Parliament with uh, uh, the guard uh, Sanat, and um, she uh, she like gestures to Talia, and she goes. The lounge might be where you can find someone, uh, one of the lords or ladies, uh, taking their leave. Um, it's just that way, Great Hall. Um, I have to escort this gentleman uh, to the room he's allowed to be in. Oh, is that a room that I'm... Am I not allowed in that room? No, you're allowed in that room. Um, it's just you wanted to talk to someone to upgrade his... Yes, but I don't want to go have to find them myself. You know who they are. I'll go with you to wherever he has to go, and then you can go fetch that person for me. Or you can escort me then and in- make a proper introduction, obviously. Thank you, Of course, Miss Sinat. Yes, of course, my lady. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You uh, don't go a lot of places, do you? <laughs> no, this is the first time I've been outside of Dalvosia. That is obvious. Uh, you guys walk down the main hallway. Uh, the guard uh, gestures towards uh, like a double door for you, Zeke, and goes, this is Mr. Jollypot's quarters. You are to remain inside. Um, he, he will fetch for a guard in case... Uh, in if you need to uh, leave or if you're done with your meeting. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> Virtue, uh, Nazari, if you follow me, I'll lead you. I'll show you where the Great Hall is. Could Mr. Jollyput give um, give um, Mr. Gunsby access? She, she like, kind of, like, looks like she was about to say no and then goes, like, kind of, like, was like, well. And then she goes, I'm not authorized to say Mr. Jollypot can or can't. Uh, he's a man with a lot of... Probably. Cool. Yeah. I, but I know some of the organizers, or I know where you can find some of the organizers of the event, so I can guarantee your friend a better job. A I better suppose. Badge. Well, then I'll just come find you a bit later, Zeke. Okay. <laughs> yes. Do that, I guess. Uh, and uh, you guys split. Uh, Zeke, you walk into the room. Uh, Talia, you're being led to the other side of Parliament. Zeke, you walk in, uh, and um, there's, like, it's a big hall, and it seems to just have, it has, like, two train cars in it uh, off to the side on, like, a railway, um, and you can actually get on the train car if you want. Um, it, it's just a, you know, display. It's not, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's not train tracks running through. And then uh, in the middle of the room, up on like kind of a pedestal, you see a very interesting looking uh, kind of like fighter airship, uh, like a, um, and uh, it's kind of weird. The room is empty, and there's like all these like there's a bunch of other like inventions around the area. Um, some seeming to relate to the main exhibit of the train car and the plane, um, and some being uh, like a- adjacent projects. Um, and up on the uh, the large like platform with the plane uh, is a man kind of like reaching up into the engine and like tinkering. I, I guess I head towards the plane as it is the only thing that interests me here. Okay, the man doesn't seem to notice you. And he's, uh, he starts talking to himself. He's like, he's like, now, if I go ahead and, and just just tweak this here, how, how are you going to... No, no, you don't like that one. All right, uh, well, maybe if I just... There we go. Yeah, that 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 should uh, 
bypass the the overheating mechanisms, and it should be good. You're good now, yes? Yes. And uh, he, like, taps the uh, something metal inside the thing and, uh, you know, ducks his head out from under the engine and goes, oh, hello. Uh, This is a portly fellow. Um, he is bald on top of his head and his, uh, white hair that spans around, uh, the sides and back of his head, uh, is a little like out there. It's, it's not like super well kept. Uh, it's not like really long, but it is like kind of poking out, uh, you know, just like he doesn't seem to care about tailoring or, uh, styling it. Um, and, uh, it connects down to, uh, large wiry, uh, mutton chops on his, uh, on his round face. Um, he's wearing half moon spectacles and, uh, he has this very gleeful look on his face, even if he's covered in some grease. Um, and while he's, uh, he's wearing like, like, uh, he's taking off, um, uh, large, like rubbery, uh, like gauntlets basically, um, like working gloves, uh, mm-hmm. and dropping them down and underneath, uh, that and his smock that he's taking off, he's wearing very fine, uh, purple, uh, clothing. Uh, and he's got like penny loafers and, uh, they kind of like penny loafers, but they're like weird. They're kind of like weirdly shaped, uh, almost like kind of like elfish type shoes. <laughs> like they have like little points and stuff. Um, and, uh, like little ankle boots and uh, he goes, you're my pilot, aren't you? That's me. Are you Jollypot? He goes, <laughs> yes, of course. And he drops, uh, he drops down off the platform. Uh, it's not exactly elegant. He kind of like shifts his butt off the platform and falls. Uh, <laughs> his, his legs seem like kind of disproportionately, sh- disproportionately short to like his like kind of like tubbiness. Um, but he's not like overweight, but, you know, jolly. He's very jolly looking. <laughs> um, and uh, he comes up and he, uh, he puts out a, a hand to, to shake basically your arm. <laughs> I, I shake his hand. Uh, he clasps your, your hand in both of his and he's like, he shakes almost your entire body. He's like, yes, yes, you, you come very highly recommended. Well, I fly well. Yes, I, I, uh, I was told by a friend of yours in the High Flyers that, uh, that you were the man for the job. So, uh, this is the... Deployable Aircraft Railway Transport, or DOT, as I like to call it. This is the plane you're going to be flying. I mean, it looks like a pretty nice plane. Uh, it's actually, like, it's it's still, like, a weird shape. Like, it's very narrow in its design. Um, and uh, you notice that the wings, like, they're out right now, and they almost look like glider wings in that they're, like, uh, they have, like, a... a canvas connecting uh several like metal beams that are poking out making like the wingspan um and uh like the the cockpit is a little exposed it does not like a full enclosed cockpit um and uh like it's it's weird and you see the gun at the on the front of it uh and like the propeller on the front of it as well Uh, but everything seems squeezed um and he goes imagine if you will (laughs) A military convoy of supplies getting attacked by none other than Paldoran pirates. You, you thought of this example a while ago, didn't you? <laughs> well, you're not a Paldoran pirate. You're just a Paldoran. There's, there's a difference. Oh, my God. Somebody knows. <laughs> yes, of course. You're just... You haven't taken to a life of crime like the unfortunate souls who, uh, who were left in the wake of the destruction of your homeworld. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yes, I understand. Um, but yes, so Paldoran pirates, these poor souls uh, who need to raid for, to survive, they attack this military convoy to, to sustain their, their, uh, their large storm ships in the sky. The, the train has not but 
anti-air uh, guns and the brave men and folk who are willing to, uh, to fight the pirates hand-to-hand should they be ported. Oh, I think I get it. Now, <laughs> imagine if you will. <laughs> if that train had a way to deploy aircrafts of its own without, uh, without having to haul those large platforms that most airships have to be hauled on. Right, that's why it's so narrow. Yes, of course. Now, come here, come here. See, see this, see this. <laughs> and he leads you to, uh, 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 to like one of the train cars. He's like, now, of course, this mechanism will be built inside, but uh, for the purposes of people getting to see it out in the open, I have uh, implemented an external uh, switch. And he pulls a switch on like a, a platform, and uh, the top of the uh, uh, train car uh, slides out and drops down to create armor plating on either side of that train car. And a platform comes up with uh, like little like hitches that you notice probably will like work to hold one of the aircrafts. Um, and uh, he goes, so that aircraft there, in here. Right, and then you can just launch it from the train. Yes, using the momentum of the train to propel yourself in the air. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You, sir, are going to be flying the dot. And he points at the, uh, the one on the platform. Do you mind if I take a look at it? Of course, of course, come, come, come. And uh, he, like, walks up and uh, 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 he, like, drops to one knee so you can use his knee as a stepping stool to get up on top of the, uh, on top of the platform. He's like, up you go. Yeah, I, I hop up on his knee and get up on the platform. Uh, and uh, he follows you up, a little bit of a, like, struggle as he rolls up onto it. And then he, uh, <laughs> he kind of, like, sits up and stands up. And he's like, right, right, oh, show. Uh, and uh, there is, like, a, a, like, walk ladder for you to, like, climb up into the thing. All right. Um, is the, the panel up into, like, the engine still open? Yes. All right. I, I pop my head in there and take a look around at, at all the stuff. Uh, the craftsmanship is intricate and advanced. Um, unlike many engines you've seen, you've mainly only actually seen an engine. Like, if you were to liken it to something. Well, here, roll science for me. Dear one, I know plain stuff, but I don't really know science. Right. And, and, and so, but this, like, doesn't necessarily look like a plane engine. I mean, it's like it is adapted into a plane engine, but it looks like the core design of this is pulled from something else. Well, this is interesting. Um, yes, I'm yes, a, revolutionary technology, yes. I'm assuming most of it is made of metal. Everything is, is metal. There's, uh, there's, like, yeah, it's all metal. <laughs> well, I mean, it's pretty nice. My cousin Edwin could have made it out of cedar, but probably fly faster. <laughs> I did consider a, a, an organic chassis, but uh, uh, the engine is a bit experimental and tends to overheat, and uh, an organic chassis is more pr- uh, prone to uh, bursting into flames. So I thought it would be better to go for uh, the lighter weight uh, uh, aluminum. <laughs> well, you just you just talk to the, the wood and you tell it not to. But I get it. It's fine. I can fly. <laughs> Uh, he's like, have a look at the controls. Have a look at the control. And I, I'll hop up into the cockpit. Uh, it is very narrow, but for you, it's, it's a fine fit. Um, you would think that, uh, like a human sized person would be a little cramped. Um, the controls are, uh, as soon as you like touch them, you realize that like, because, uh, a normal person, a normal sized person would be, uh, so cramped, the controls seem very touchy so that you only need a little bit of movement to to like change the pitch and yaw of the uh, of the ship, 
Um, and, uh, so, and like the foot pedals again are like very close together. Um, they've been re that you can tell they've been like adjusted to reach your feet. Um, and, um, he's like, now is everything seem, uh, seem in order? Yeah. I mean, I, I give the, the pedals a, a try, you know, make sure the flaps move when they should. They do. Um, and he's like, now here's the best part here. Now, now, now just pull that lever there. I pull it. And the, uh, the wings that are out fold, uh, Flush against the top. This is, I have, a, I, I have ideas for this. This is cool. <laughs> He's like, yes, and that's how it fits inside. You deploy the wings by pulling that lever. Uh, the wings come out, and you let the uh, you let the propeller get up to speed, and you detach. Uh, it uses a state of the art graviton uh, magnetech to uh, uh, allow you to land. You just need to match the uh, the speed of the train to uh, reconnect to your landing platform. Well, all right. I mean, I can do that. All right. And uh, the graviton controls are there. I mean, I'm sure you, you recognize everything, yes? It's a plane. And do I recognize everything? I mean, you, yeah. It's, you can, like, very quickly, like, figure out what all the controls are. There, it, it, oh, the, ignition's on the left here. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so you, you, you get that. He's like, now, um, I, have, uh, I have arranged for another high flyer pilot. Uh, to duel you in uh, her own aircraft. Uh, she has uh, quite the record. You may have heard of her. Izzy Kilkern. Have I heard of her? You have. She is, uh, she's known in the High Flyers as kind of a, a, a rebel. Um, she, there's rumors that like maybe she's buddy with some pirates. Uh, and, uh, she really like, when she, when she like does High Flyer duels, she always tries to pick out like, she loves embarrassing rich High flyers. Uh, she loves like shooting down like posh, uh, like no nobility that like wants to be a pilot. Uh, she comes from very common grounds and is, uh, has because of her talents in the war, she like raised herself to like uh, a decent standing. Um, but she did, she denied any lordship or uh, I should say she denied any ladyship. Uh, she didn't want to be nobility. Um, and, uh, and she still, held on to her membership in the high flyers and just wanted to like keep like she organizes a lot of high flyer events, uh, mostly duels, uh, trying uh, and, and you know that she has a reputation for hating nobility. Well, this'll be great. And <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Yes. Uh, given her reputation, I think she'll be uniquely motivated to outdo me. <laughs> well, I'm the one in the plane. So, <laughs> well, it is a non-lethal fight. So, Yes. Okay. And parachutes under the seat, so <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I need to tinker a little bit more. Do you do you have any questions? Uh, you'll be meeting up with me tomorrow morning at the predetermined time. Uh, we load you in. Uh, we're going to do this exhibit on the uh, the train uh, line that goes north towards Razul along the no along that flank of the city. Uh, we will pull up my train, and you will have your sky your your high flyer duel out in the open, away from the city, safe for everyone to see. Sounds great. Yeah, I think I, I think I got all I need. Uh, you can hop back in there and tinker around to your heart's heart's desire. Thank you very much, Zeke. Meanwhile, Talia. Yes. Uh, you are taken uh, around Parliament. Um, it's very nice in here. It's actually a little garish how nice it is in here. It's like... It's human. It's fine. Yeah. Well, it's like... It's just like really ornate. And like you notice like the decorations are like real nice. And then you're like, this is a government building. Well, but you do understand that it's like... It's probably a Parliament run mostly by lords and ladies. So they do have a lot of money. But even then, it's like 
you would expect this kind of decoration to be reserved for someone's manor. Oh. So you imagine if, if their parliament looks like this, what do their manor houses look like? Right. How exciting. Uh, and you are led uh, to uh, the Great Hall, where several servants are. There seems to be, like, not really a feast going on, um, but, like, uh, there's a collection of people, like, scattered around at different table, like, different long tables, uh, talking everything. And there's food just laid out for anyone to grab wherever they want. Um, and servants line the, uh, the Great Hall. Uh, white gloves waiting, you know, and as soon as they see something, they go and like, you know, take a plate, take it off somewhere and go back to waiting. Uh, they don't seem to speak or listen or anything. They just stand there and wait until someone like talks to them. And then they uh, immediately like acquiesce to whatever request is, is given them. Huh. It's different. Uh, she, uh, the, the guard goes, I'm not allowed in, but, uh, anyone in there should be able to help you. You're not, you're not allowed in. No, not, not unless there's a case of emergency. The, lo- the lords and ladies like their privacy. Oh, um, I was hoping for an introduction. All right. No, that's fine. Um, thank you so much. Is there a way to, um, pay you? N- no, no, that's not necessary, um, Lady Virtue. I just want you no. to, you know, have your due. I, I don't, I put you out, obviously. It's, it's, no, it's, it's part of my job duties. I, I am here to escort guests wherever they need to be. Well, Thank you so much. You've done an excellent job. Yeah, and she uh, she bows <laughs> uh, and uh, steps away. All right. Uh, you enter the Great Hall. Is there anyone I know? <laughs> uh, you look around. You don't uh, recognize anyone here. It's all humans. Rats. Um, and uh, but one person looks and sees you and. Uh, immediately like grabs like a, a glass of uh, wine and starts like heading over to you. Uh, he's wearing like uh, like a dark fur collared uh, uh, cape cloak as sure. it were. Um, and he's got like extremely fine blue and red uh, uh, fineries. Um, his hair is perfectly tailored. Uh, he is young and handsome. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he comes up and he goes, ah, Milady Virtue Talia Nazari. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, and he holds out a, a glass. He's like, welcome. Welcome to uh, Rinville. Um, thank you. I'm sorry. I think I'm at a bit of a disadvantage. Uh, of course, of course. Uh, I was expecting your arrival. Um, I'm a friend of your mother's. Oh. Yes. Uh, Lord Dario Peveril at your service. And he kind of like bows to you. Your mother thought you'd be coming in a little later. Did you... Did you uh, uh, your, your airship was supposed to arrive... In a couple hours, I was going to have a, a, a greeting party for you. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, it's quite fine. I asked them to go a little faster. It's so nice being up in the air. So uh, we got here a little faster than perhaps scheduled, but that's all right. And well, um, When the virtue says move quicker, they better move quicker, yes? <laughs> I suppose so. Um, uh, you, um, you flatter me. Um, actually... It was kind of a blessing. Um, you see, I've met Barnabas Gunsby here. <laughs> oh, yes, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry we didn't have someone to, uh, uh, to greet you and, and keep you away from the rabble of the city. No, he's my favorite fiction author. Oh, well then, my apologies, of course. Uh, uh, that's, that's a great excitement for you then. Yes, and actually, I was... Hoping to pick his brain a little bit, but it's terribly hot outside. And I was wondering if there was a place perhaps I could get him 
access just for the afternoon, perhaps, here? What, what sort of access is, uh, is Mr. Gunsby working with? Silver. Bronze? Oh, oh, silver. He affords silver. Oh. Um, yes, I can, I can give him... Uh, at, at your request, I can give him full access to the entire symposium. Oh, thank you so much. Your friends are our friends here. Lovely. You've been absolutely so helpful. Is there anything I can um, do to repay you at all? No, no, no. Your mother wanted to make, make sure I gave you, uh, I gave you uh, the best tour of, of Rinville and uh, made sure you had an excellent and safe time. That does sound quite like her, yes. <laughs> um, to that end, um, she mentioned that she had uh, arranged for you to stay at... Uh, at uh, the hotel up here in the gold sector, um, I'd like to offer you. I have plenty of rooms in my manor. You you could uh, you could stay there. Uh, you'd have servants waiting on you, hand and foot. Uh, it would be an excellent uh, uh, place for you to uh, relax and enjoy your vacation, safe from the rabble of the city. The small folk they can be unpredictable. Uh, yes, of course. That's. I'm, I'm honoured by your offer, and of course I accept. I've actually sent my, my um, retinue forward to the hotel, so if you could perhaps messenger them that they could um, uh, relocate, that would be lovely. I did give them the afternoon off, so you may just have to move my things. Not you, of course, but have them move. Uh, he snaps his finger and he goes, you there! And one of the uh, the white glove servants uh, like goes, hey, yes sir! And runs up and he goes, uh, send, a, send a message to the uh, hotel that Virtue Nazai will be staying at the Peveril Manor um, and uh, to inform, uh, to cancel her reservations and to inform her, her servants to relocate her, her luggage. He goes, of course, sir, and, like, runs off. Oh, thank you. Oh, um, you don't need to thank them. Uh, of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, and he, he offers you his arm, and he goes, here, let's have a seat. Uh, surely you're famished from your trip. Quite. I've actually left Mr. Gunsby at the front gate. Well, he can wait. I told him that I would be back, and I do like to keep my word. Well, lady's word is, is, is very important. I understand uh, your reputation. Uh, but I shall return... Absolutely. Yes, and and please uh, pay no mind to the busy, dirty business of the symposium. Uh, I will be able to show you the finer things in the city, uh, away from all the steam, the cute little trinkets that these uh, that these scientists like to work up uh, to try and make a buck. How silly of them! Yes, that's, that's uh, but mostly just making uh, the event. Which is nice to gather us all together. Yes, and and uh, excellent for the city too. Uh, uh, I the the lords and ladies get to live with many perks. And he gestures towards everything in this room uh, <laughs> due to uh, to events like this one. If we just kind of humor the small folk, of course, it makes life quite comfortable. It seems. Yes, uh, just once a year we have to deal with. Uh, a little bit of hustle and bustle in the street that normally uh, we can uh, we can avoid. We all have to make sacrifices. <laughs> um, excuse me, do thank you so much. I shall see you quite soon. Uh, he uh, he he takes the wine that he gave you that you didn't sip. Uh, he said he reaches out. A servant grabs it for him to take away, uh, and he takes your hand and he uh, kisses your hand and he goes, "Of course, Virtue Nazari. Uh, while you're here." I am at your service. And he bows. I curtsy back 
and leave unhurriedly anywhere else. <laughs> um, I, I shall go fetch Barnabas Gunsby. Barnabas Gunsby. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you go back out. Um, you, uh... And so I say, dishwater... I thought it was an ale. <laughs> and the two guards. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> they've like let their like rifles lay as they're like, they're like, they've lit up like uh, cigars with Barnabas because he offered them some cigars. <laughs> and then they see you coming. They're like, oh, 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 shite, shite, shite. And they, uh, they like toss their cigars. Oh, no, like, don't do that. It's, you're uh, fine. And, and then they send them like, oh, uh, Virgin Nazari. Yeah, how was your, uh, um, your request. Um, Lord Peveril says that he shall have all access because my friends are his friends. Well, if Lord Peveril said so, uh, Mr. Gunsby, you have a uh, leave of parliament. Give him hell. And they like kind of slap and they're like, oh, excuse me, milady. Oh, no, that's fine. Your friends. I like it. <laughs> it's very, it's very exciting. I wish I had friends. <laughs> um, Mr. Gunsby, um, would you like to join me in going to see Mr. Jollypot? Uh, indeed, Miss Nazari. I know it's uh, it's sort of... Well, you wanted to see him anyway, so it's all right that it's a silly errand about a thing that I just is very important to me. Um, so it's actually this way. I, I say goodbye to the guards, calling uh, them by their first names, and uh, head inside. <laughs> they, uh, they uh, uh, like, give you, like, a little, like, salute and then laugh. Obviously an inside joke that you've established. <laughs> and uh, and they, they reach into, like, the bushes and pull out the cigars and, like, you know, they look around and, like, stuff them in their, like, vests. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you guys uh, go down the way. Um, you open the door just as uh, uh, Zeke is getting out of the plane. Uh, Good. He's still here. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Jolly Pot's like, I look forward to working with you, Zeke. Yeah, it's going to be great. Oh, oh uh, we have visitors. Hello, Mr. Jolly Pot. Um, Talia, Talia Nazari. Yes. And uh, we had an appointment. And he, it's and he, very nice to meet you. He comes over and uh, and uh, uh, like takes your hand and kind of like bows while holding your hand. And he goes, uh, "Virtue Nazari, the pleasure is all mine." Oh, uh, the pleasure's mutual, I'm sure. And, and he looks and he goes. Barnabas Gunsby? Is that you? Isn't it fantastic? Mr. Jolly Pot. And he goes, oh, oh I haven't been, seen sir. you for for at least a year. <laughs> uh, and he, he comes in uh, and shakes your hand. He's like, I didn't know you knew uh, knew Virtue Nazari. Oh, yes. Uh, we've just met. Turns out she's quite a fan of my books. His fiction is amazing. Yes, isn't it? Don't yes. Know. It's don't have fiction. To, don't have to keep <laughs> emphasizing the fiction part. <laughs> well, your imagination is absolutely fantastic. Of course I wouldn't want to shortchange that at all. It's nonfiction. <laughs> Sorry, Zeke, did you say something? <laughs> Can someone help me off this ledge? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I walk sure. over and I help him down. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I pat him on his head. No, Miss Nazari, um, <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> Miss Miss Nazari, uh, I I understand you had something you wanted me to look at. Uh, a couple friends of mine uh, uh, mentioned as much. What is it? That thing you've got on your back? Yes. Um, what exactly am I looking at here? And he uh, he pulls out uh, an attachment for his moon uh, for one of his like uh, you know half moon spectacles. It's like a big like 
observation like uh, magnifying glass that's just like click downs on clicks down on top of it and that one eye becomes gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> um Mr Mr. Gunsby, if you would help me with my pack. Of course. <laughs> I do so much like uh uh helping uh young innovative minds. Uh let's let's see here. And uh he and I, I take out the um I take out the the um the the port port portable and I set it aside and I go no not that um and then I rummage around and I take out the the message um ball and uh, I said no not that and then I uncover the wings and I take them out and I'm like I can't get the hydraulics to work quite right and do you ha- do you have an idea I had this idea from this from this. Um, hummingbird, it seems to work, move laterally very well. And I thought, but I can't quite make it work. I'll show you my sketches and I pull up my, and I uh, just like start handing He goes things. over, he goes <laughs> over, he's like collecting all of it and he goes over to like an exhibit of a bunch of like different tree kits and stuff that he's made. Like you see, uh, you see some kind of like grappling hook and, and, and some other device that you don't really know the function of. You see this weird thing that like has like, it's like a bar with two like, like circles on the other side and a large crank. Um, and, uh, he just shoves all of that onto the floor (gasps) (laughs) and lays out all of your stuff. (laughs) He's like, it's all right. It's all durable. Uh, (laughs) I can, I can, uh, I can re I didn't like that arrangement anyways. Uh, (laughs) and, uh, he sets down and he, uh, very quickly finds the access panel, uh, to the, uh, to the contraption that, uh, is the, like the body of your uh, mechanical wings and he opens it up. And he looks at, like, the hummingbird, and he, like, kind of, like, sees how it, like, hovers in front of him. He goes, oh, yeah, sure, some kind of rudimentary uh, uh, graviton sphere might be useful. And he sets it off to the side, and he goes, let's see how much. And he, like, you know, presses, like, uh, clicks a couple things on his, like, magnifying glass, and it goes, like, boop, 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 and, like, sticks out, (laughs) like, three more, like, inches. And uh, he goes, oh, yes, yes, you, now... Milady, and like he like comes up like swinging the uh, the like now like I don't know maybe like eight inch long like uh, periscope he's attached to like his uh, his uh, spectacles uh, swings it and looks at you and he goes, "Did you design this yourself?" Um, yes, actually. Oh, I... Who taught you to work with aether like this? Oh, um, no one. And to and to uh, compensate for the. Uh, for the weight of the of the machinery with small graviton orbs, that's that's quite skilled. For you said no one taught you. You taught yourself how to do this. Yes, I mean it's trial and error. And uh, he he looks back in and then clicks his uh, uh, clicks his periscope back into like the like large lens that it was, and then clips that off of his uh, half moon spectacles. And he goes, well. This is this is uh, far beyond many of the well-studied uh, uh, buffoons who like to call themselves tinkers. This is great work. I, I I couldn't have done it better myself, except for one small detail. As you mentioned, the hydraulics uh, they can be uh, uh, a little uh, eased with a, a little bit of um. And uh, he peels the the magnetech off of uh, off of the hummingbird, which makes it drop to the ground. Oh. And uh, uh, he he like. Uh, brings out like a tool and starts like working with that inside. Um, and he's like, now if I, if I use this to push the, uh, push the fluids a little bit with a little bit more of an oomph, uh, let's see. And he, uh, kind of like click, click, click. And then the wings go whoosh and open up, uh, like full spread wingspan. And he goes, oh, yes, yes. It looks like I've, uh, I've hit pay dots. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, uh, he, he like pulls it on and he goes, all right, try them on. Oh, well they already, 
There we are. All right. Um, now, and he like, you know, he, he, he like makes sure you're all set. And he's like, now I suggest a, a small bit of, uh, of, of lift just to see if you can maneuver yourself while hovering. I try it. You, you've done this part before. Yes. Uh, you, you, uh, the up you, and down part is fine. You, you <laughs> engage the aether core um, at where the, like, where the, these wings are like, they kind of seem like almost the framework of wings, like the skeleton of wings. Um, but then when she, in, uh, when she implements the core, uh, light comes out from all of the, like, kind of, to make almost what looks like feathers. Um, and that's like the aether putting off the energy. And she hovers up. And like her, and then he's like, "All right, now try to follow my finger." And he like puts his finger up in the air, and then walks in a circle around you, and you are able to actually maneuver the wings, like dip one wing down to like turn, and like he's like, "Yes, yes, yes, great, great, now catch!" And he, <laughs> and he like ducks down and throws uh, throws one of his contraptions up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, and uh, I just want you to go ahead and make a dexterity check for me. All right. As I smash, come on, this is Jolly Potts, doodad. Um, that is a tier two. All right, you, uh, it's not entirely graceful. Uh, you kind of put a little more oomph into it than you expected. You kind of zoom up above the thing, and then you're like, ah! and so you try to compensate by like, you know, cutting the, uh, the output a little bit, and uh, you drop, but you catch the thing, and then whoosh, like, stop yourself before you like hit the ground, hovering like a, a foot or two. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then you just like inch on down, tiptoes, and land, and the wings fold back, the aether, the lights from the aether go off, and it just becomes that framework of wings again. Uh, and he's like, bravo, bravo! And he like smacks, uh, 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 guns be in the chest. <laughs> oh, well done. Good show. He's like, that is, that is remarkable that you were able to, to get that far alone without any instruction. Um, thank you. I, it just sort of comes naturally and I have a lot of free time. And, uh, and he goes, uh, Mr. Quaglin, remarkable. Yes. I mean, it's pretty impressive. I mean, you could have done a lot of that with like maple and redwood. Oh, geez, 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 geez. <laughs> and he like kind of like shakes his hand. He's like, "Of course, of course." Uh, <laughs> uh, teach his own. Teach his own. <laughs> well, objectively, mine's better. But okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's like, "Magnificent! Great! I'm glad I could help you." I uh, is there any way I could repay you at all? I, you. This is sort of what I've been working on for quite some time, and. Uh, the only payment that I need is uh, is the enjoyment of your company. Would you like to be in my observation booth uh, during the exhibit tomorrow morning? Mr. Mr. Quaglin here is actually going to be in the exhibit. He's going to be piloting the dart over there. And he gestures towards the uh, the airship. He's like, I can't give you too many details, but it's going to be magnificent. Oh, how exciting, of course. Anything to, to support Zeke. Okay. I... We're quite good friends. We've met only a few hours ago, but we we were fast friends. You hit it off, I see. Yes. yes. <laughs> My life is a whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like, excellent. It's set. Uh, uh, I'll, uh, you obviously have the access as it is, but I'm glad to have your promise, uh, the promise of your company. I'm, I, can't, I can't express in words how delighted I am to have met you. And, uh, and then he's like, yes, yes. Oh, Barnabas, you're still there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I am. And what, uh, uh, to, to what do I owe the pleasure? He was hoping to speak with you. Um, and that's how we met, actually. Well, there was a man who sold me the hummingbird who tried to steal from me first. But then 
he ran into Mr. Gunsby and then Mr. Gunsby ran into us and it's very exciting. I've never been out of Dalvosia before. Human settlements are so vibrant. <laughs> yes, it's a great sound. I love this city. Uh, B- B- Barnabas, you're... you're uh, it has well, been a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Jollypot, I think you know exactly why I'm here. I did get your letter last month. Well, um, perhaps we can discuss it over uh, Mr. Quagley's exhibit. Quaglin. <laughs> yes, that's what I said. Quaglin. <laughs> he, like, he like sits there and he's like, you know, smiling, but like almost grimacing. He's like, yes, yes, of course, Bonavis, yes. Um, you too are invited to my observation booth. Uh, we're going to have to uh, uh, update that, uh, that badge there. Yes, uh, hold on one second. I think I have a few of those. And he, uh, he reaches into his uh, jacket and pulls out uh, uh, all access badge and just like replaces Barnabas's with it. He's like, there you go. Uh, now you can, you can get access to wherever you want. Uh, anywhere you want. Doesn't have to be my booth. <laughs> 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 but of course, like I said, you it's are invited. Part. He has the most magnificent stories. Have you read them? Yeah, I've heard them countless times. It's great. <laughs> I've seen Barnabas at many a party. He's very entertaining. He's, he's a good. He's a good man. You are a good man, Barnabas. I, I will. I will hold that true to to my grave. Thank you, Mister Jollypot. But I assure you, while I'm a good man, I'm a great adventurer. His character is fantastic. It's nonfiction. Talia on Jollypot's right saying that. Zeke on Jollypot's left saying that. Jollypot seeming directly in the middle in more ways than one. That's where we'll end today's (laughs) session. (laughs) This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by Cracked Monocle Gaming. Tefra, the steampunk RPG, is a trademark of Cracked Monocle Gaming. All rights reserved. Go to www.crackedmonocle.com for more information.